Well, hello there. Today on the Great Commission team, we're talking about 1 Timothy 2, verse 12, where Paul says, I do not permit a woman to have authority over a man. What? Let's talk about it on this week's episode. Yes, it is very controversial, this issue, and we are going to talk about it today because teenagers, you need to know kind of where we stand. There's two kinds of churches, evangelical, uh, God, God-fearing, Bible-believing, faithful churches that believe two different things about this issue. One is a complementarian church that doesn't allow the senior pastor or the elders to, to be women. Everyone else can be a woman in the church in the roles that they play, but not elders and not senior pastors. And, uh, and, and other churches do. They're called egalitarian churches, and they, they allow men to be pastors and elders and, and senior pastors and all this. So Christ community, why did we choose this? You have to know this. And as you go to college, you think about moving into your own spaces, your own churches. If you go off to college, you got to think about this because a lot of churches can differ on this point. Well, I'm going to read the verse again, and then I'm going to give you 10 thoughts. Here we go. I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. Okay, so what is going on here? This sounds out of total left field. It sounds very chauvinistic. Let me give you 10 thoughts about this verse, this passage, and the way that we've interpreted here at Christ Community and the way that you can think about this. First, this is an area that we can agree to disagree with others. This is not a gospel core issue. Let me give you um, five, or no, one, two, three, four different categories of beliefs, and they start with the gospel core. There is a certain set of beliefs that you have to believe, 100% have to believe if you're going to be a Christian, and they're in the category called gospel core. This is Jesus is, is God and also man. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus is the only way to salvation, that kind of thing. Um, there is one God in a trinity. I mean, these are all gospel core things. If you don't believe this, I mean, you're just not a Christian. Um, so that's the gospel core. And there's these important but not gospel core beliefs called doctrines. And this one would fit into this category of doctrines. But there's lots of churches that differ on this point. The end times and how it all works out when Christ comes back for the second coming. Men and women's roles in the church. There's all kinds of differences we have in some of these issues that are not gospel core, but they are important. They're doctrinal. Um, and the next, the next uh, category is philosophy of ministry. This is just how you do your ministry, what you prefer to do in your ministry. You have mega church that does podcasts and well, we do podcasts, but you know, these huge arenas of music and big speakers and then small groups and all that. Or are we, are you a tiny little church of like a hundred and you don't want to grow? You just, you want to stay a hundred philosophy of ministry really is a difference. How you do missions, how you do children's ministry, um, what types of Bible studies you study and that kind of thing. So this is all philosophy of ministry. Nuance. This is just like cultural things, subcultural things. We prefer this type of music over that type of music. It's even, it's just architecture. It's just, you know, things that happen in your church that are so small and insignificant. 
they don't really rise to any other higher level. This one is doctrinal. Men and women in the church, women's roles in the church specifically is doctrinal, but is not gospel core. So there are great Christians who are great theologians, and we would listen to them and learn from them, and, and, but they're just, they differ on this issue, and it's doctrinal, and it's fine. Um, you may not be able to go to the same church, uh, or you may not, you know, participate deeply in their church. You just have to make that call to judgment call in your sense, but they are brothers and sisters in Christ. We don't want to divide too much over this. Okay. So, so we can agree to disagree. Now, number two, Paul is saying something general here. Now it looks like he's saying, I do not permit a woman. So Paul is saying it's me, not God. This is not the the catch-all for everybody. It's not the inspired word of God that's binding your conscience or ruling and commanding for all time. I give this command. So is that what's happening in 1 Timothy 2? No, it is not. It is a general principle because the argument, the undergirding for his argument is supported by Adam and Eve. He goes back to the to creation and back to the fall, and that is his argument, and it is for all time. This is a generalized argumentation is what we're calling this. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, Paul is not saying that all women should never teach, ever. Okay, he's not saying that. Um, but he's saying teaching and authority are the exact same thing. D.A. Carson, uh, one of my favorite NT scholars, New Testament scholars, says that, that, that when Paul says uh, teach or assume authority, he's saying really the same thing. He's, he's saying teaching with authority or the type of teaching that has authority. And so what does that mean? Well, that means the senior pastor of a church or the elder, the ones who steer the church and the ones who shepherd the church with authority. So that's kind of what he's looking at, a specific kind of authority within the church, not, not even outside the church, but within the church, where the elder's authority of steering and shepherding the church is men only. And, and this is more of a long-term authority versus short-term authority. There are some kinds of authority that you might have that's delegated to you by this session or by the, the group of elders or senior pastor. So you might say, I want you to have authority over this, but I'm giving it to you and you're still accountable to me. So there's some kind of other authority that you can have, but it's not this a long-term authority that Paul's referring to here uh, of elders and senior pastors. Number four, many say, like, for example, Tim Keller, again, D.A. Carson and others, they say that anything a non-elder can do in a church, a woman can also do because none of those positions have the kind of authority that Paul's talking about in 1 Timothy 2. So leading worship, teaching adult Bible classes, directing ministries are all fine since the authority comes from God to the elders, to these ministry leaders. So anything a non-elder can do, a woman can do um, in the church. And that is true in Christ Community Church as well. And number five, <clears throat> The early church leaders, many of them got this wrong. And that's what the women's liberation movement was so helpful to bring to our attention. Because they got it wrong. And this is what they said. They said that women by nature are different, weaker, and inferior. And therefore, that's why by their nature, they shouldn't have authority over a man. Well, that's nonsensical. It certainly isn't biblical. That would be like saying that women are ontologically different than men in their being. It's not biblical. Listen, 
Paul describes that in Christ, neither Greek nor Jew, slave nor free, male nor female exist in Christ. It's all gone. We are equal in Christ. That is, in Christ, we are the same. That is, there's not a different salvation plan for women than for men. You see that? So that's not biblical. We're not ontologically different. We're not in our character, nature, whatever. We're not different. He also says that in Christ, women um, inherit God's blessing, just like the sons did in the Old Testament. Only sons would inherit from their father. And in the New Testament, in the new church that was being established after Christ uh, rose, when the new church happened, it's we're all inheriting like sons, men and women alike. We are all in that sense, sons of God, positionally sons of God. So why does Paul say what he says in 1 Timothy 2? Hmm, let's get to that. Number six, he points to two things. This is why. First, Paul references Adam and Eve's creation. Then he references their fall. Now here's the key word. It's the order of creation and the order of the fall. So it's not that Adam and Eve are different by nature or in their being. It's the order of when things happen. The order determines positions and roles that you play. It really changes your environment. If you just think about the order of birth, for example, this is number seven. This is my example. Here we go. Let's say there's three children. They're all the same intelligence. They're all the same gender. Um, they're all, you know, biologically born. I mean, everything's the same. They, they look alike, very, very similar. They're growing up in the same home. But you know this as well as I do. The older has a very different experience than the middle child and the younger child. The older has all this strict parenting. The parents are freaking out and making all these rules and helicoptering over them. The middle child, you know how middle children are. They're kind of neglected. They're forgotten. You know, it's like, you know, take two. And then the young child typically can be spoiled. Like, you know, there's no more rules anymore. We don't care anymore. And they spoil the younger child. Now, I'm exaggerating and, and we're, you know, p- good parents try to work against that. But it's very different to grow up positionally or in, 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 the, in a different order if you're older, middle, or, or younger. And it's the same thing here that Paul's pointing to in 1 Corinthians 2. The order of when things happen determine your position, when your position determines your role that you play. And you have different kinds of roles and ex- expertises, and you direct different things in different ways. Okay, so that's, that's just what Paul is saying here. It's not their character or their nature or whatever, their intelligence. We're equal on all those counts, but, but what we're not equal on is Adam was created first, then Eve, then Adam or Eve fell first, and then Adam. So that, that's the order. So in the same way, because of the order of creation and the order of the fall, um, and then God also gave us a, a physical difference that God has assigned to the male and the female. There's certain body parts that, that create roles that we naturally have to play now, especially as we have kids. So men and women, they, we grow up in very different environments. We have different roles to play. We're in different positions. And yes, there is weaknesses assigned to each of those, but also there are strengths. But they're different. That's the point. They're different. Our life here on earth, in our genders, it's different. And today in 2021, they just want to make everything the same because they, what they think is equal equals the same, similarity. 
like unity in uniformity. Everybody's doing exactly the same thing, has exactly the same roles, has exactly the same options. That's just not the way God has designed the earth or our kingdom, his kingdom. Okay, so one one maybe maybe a, a helpful example could be just think of the president of the United States and all of the responsibilities and and the way the president has to really pay attention and do a good job. Let's say the president uh, got uh, became pregnant while the president was the president, and and the, it was a female, and it, and she she got pregnant. The female president got pregnant simply by virtue of being a physical woman. She would have extra challenges to face in her job being pregnant. You have to admit that there is a difference and it would make her job different. So when women become mothers, their ability to stay in charge of something is diminished and is a challenge. And I think we're pointing to, oh, that's just a physical difference. There's a positional difference. There's the order of difference. There's, there's just something about a woman that's not her being or intelligence or character that, that just creates a difference of a role, and it leaves men to have to be responsible as the senior pastor or the elder. They're, they're in, in the authority in the church. So simply by being a woman, I think just being a pregnant woman, you have challenges. You can see that. You could just kind of work yourself out and see how, number nine— Different roles are okay. You know, in our world today, we're not the same. Gender, culture, language, wealth, family dynamics, intelligence, physical attributes, we are all different. And not everyone is able to do every single position and do every single role. These things, by the way, most of these things are given by God. So, in every, in, 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 take the encouragement that the role that God has given you, you need to embrace it. You need to see it for what it is and embrace it. Now, if society is giving you a role and they're calling you stupid or they're calling you weak or they're calling you whatever, that's wrong. And again, that's what the women's liberation movement has been so helpful. That's what civil rights was um, in America. So helpful across races, across genders. I mean, yes, they're so helpful to us because those are things that are outside of the Bible, outside of God's kingdom that we have placed on genders and placed on races and made one superior over the other. And it's, it's ridiculous. So we need to take the role that God has given us, not society, God has given us, and we need to celebrate it and rejoice in it and embrace it. Number 10, finally, my role as seniors, as assistant pastor. Sometimes at Christ Community Church, you know, I'm like, ah, I just wish I could run things. I could just take charge and do this or do that. I have these thoughts every once in a while. I've been, I've been an assistant pastor for, you know, over 15 years now, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I kind of sit back in my chair and I think, when is it my turn to run this church? You know, and, and, and I can just kind of, you know, run it and direct it on my own and be the number one, be the senior pastor. Uh, but in those moments, I, I am called, I have to realize God's given me a role that I am the assistant. So I, I understand that tension. Not, I'm not the senior pastor. God has given this role to me. And so therefore, I need to embrace it. Now, I'm not saying forever. I mean, you know, next year things could change. But right now, I am content. I have actually grown to love my role here at Christ Community Church, seeing that it came from God, seeing that it is a perfect fit for me. It's exactly where I'm supposed to be. 
And that's what all of us need to do in all areas of our life. And I think that is the core message of this particular verse. Well, I hope that helps you figure some stuff out. Please reach out to me and and call me, text me. If you have any questions, if you're concerned, or if you think about it more and you have more questions, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Until next time, this is the Great Commission Team. (laughs) 